exclusive to Jacaranda FM. It's The Drive with Rob and Roz. Jacaranda FM. It's a very exciting day on The Drive with Rob and Roz. We have got international star, novelist, actor, just all around art tour de force, Nakane in the studio with us. Welcome to The Drive with Rob and Roz. It's an absolute privilege for us to have you. Thank you so much. You've made me feel so welcome. So you are currently London-based. So yes. what brings you back to the sunny skies of SA? I love home. I love coming home. I, I used to, initially I used to come home every, like twice or three times a year. And then COVID happened and then I didn't come home for like three years. And that really messed me up. I didn't realize until the aftermath how much it messed me up. What I like about coming back home, besides the show that I'm playing on Friday, is, you, you know, culture is cultivated. You know, it's made. It's 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 based on repetition, and so if you're not around the people who cult, who work that culture, then you start to lose it. And I realized it. I was like, wait a minute, something is slipping away. I have to keep on going back home to recharge on what that is. Because I don't want to sound like a British person. Because I'm not British. I'm a South African in Britain. <laughs> I absolutely get that. I mean, I've also spent periods of time living overseas and so on. And it's just not the same. You, no. can, you can make a life there, you can make a home there and yeah. so on, but it doesn't feel like you're like landing at OR Tambo has a, <gasps> a thing for me, you know? I know. It's, it's, I, I can't even explain what it is, but for some reason, it's the, it's the way as I step out the plane and the people who are getting the wheelchairs for the people who, can't, um, who have trouble walking, it's just the way that they like, they smile, the, fa- the joy in people's demeanor, mm. the laughing in the street, the laughing in the, in, 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 at the airport, and, and just sort of like not taking life a little bit too seriously. I love England. I don't want to say anything bad about England. Okay, I have a lot of things to say about England. <laughs> I'm not going to say them now. But there's a sense of joylessness sometimes. And that joy that you get from South Africa mm. translates into your art and into the, the music and the things that yeah. you create. Sometimes. Sometimes. You know, someone said something very interesting to me a few months ago. And they said, you know, even your saddest songs still have a lilt of hope in them. And I thought, oh, thank God. Because I, th- cause I thought they were completely, like, depletingly depressing. And I don't ever want to do that. I mean, life can be like that sometimes. Mm. But then I think art is, art is important for showing you that, okay, life is A, but it can also be B. I agree with that person, though, because even when you're touching on really what can be heavy and meaningful mm. subjects and serious material and so on, um, the way you express yourself, especially musically and the vocal styles and the arrangements and the runs and I just find so much joy in it because I love singing I really do and I thought that everyone who sang loved singing that's what that was my assumption don't I think it is I think it's because singing is in the body if I pick up a guitar or I play piano I play the trombone whatever and it drops oopsie I can go get another one right but there's something about if you destroy the hum- your, your voice, it can never, ever really be the same again. You can, now there's technology to fix it, but it'll never be the thing that you were born with. So that essence of you is something that people are going to get to see this Friday, 24th of November at the Lyric Theatre at Gold Reef City. Tell us a bit about the show. My album, Buster Jogging, came out on the 31st of March this year. Um, and I'd finished it like two and a half years before it was released. News for the bio... It, they'll be in the biography. <laughs> it's uglier than I've, I've, I've let on about why it was so delayed. One of the reasons that I wrote the kind of album I wrote, which is my first, like, through-and-through up-tempo album, was because I wanted to be able to make music that gave me pleasure as I was making it. 
right? Sure, the lyrical content could be dark or not necessarily chirpy, but I wanted, while I was making the music, to be moved to dance, right? Hoping that when I took to the stage that it would make me feel good and then, as a result, make other people feel good. And having performed it a few times, it's a gift to myself that I didn't even know I would need in 2023. Because even though maybe there's some things happening in my personal life that are very, very difficult, there's something about the human soul that, or maybe it's years of, of, of training, that the moment that I get on stage, it all just goes away, right? And I get to enjoy the music and I get to enjoy the performance right there and then. Whereas if I was there with an acoustic guitar singing about my feelings... <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, but it's not it's not what I need right now. It was there like saying I wouldn't have been able to do those shows. Right. And I always say this to my best friend whom I I talk about maybe a little bit too much. Um that we give each other uh, ourselves gifts without even knowing that we are giving ourselves those gifts. You know, there's certain there's certain songs I I wrote, maybe didn't add them to, into an album because I, I didn't think that they, work, they would work. And then now they've been used for something else, something even bigger than what I thought they were going to be used for, right? And so I think, in conclusion, what I'm trying to say is that like nothing is, nothing is wasted if you do it honestly, at least. Yeah, and I understand that. It's, you're sort of so present in those moments mm. when you're on the stage and when you're performing mm. because you, you, you can't be anywhere else. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. You know, you're just sort of letting yourself out there. I get it. I get any any kind of live performer must, you know, fall into that zone and I get why people fall in love with it. Someone you've associated with for this uh, show that's coming up um, and a friend of mine as well, Laura, Lady Scully. Oh, yeah. Um, she's an incredible visual artist yeah. um, and I understand you guys have known each other for years. How How's, yeah. how's your collaboration what has she brought to the show for you? Well, I arrived in Joburg yesterday afternoon, and by two o'clock, I had gone to the Steinbeck Gallery for her to give me a private show, really walkthrough of the of the um, of the paintings. And I'd seen them online, and I was like, "Oh, wow, these are really good." And then I saw them in person and they were completely just life affirming and, and I was really really awestruck and I don't just I don't say that a lot as my friends always say that I'm a hater you know <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not gonna, it's very difficult for me to fake it right as I walked in there was this vibrating energy forgive me for this but vibrating sort of ancestral energy and of course then she explained to me where the word comes from and then it all sort of like tied to I think what I've been trying to do Initially, when the idea came about um, about collaborating with Lady Scully, I, I didn't know what it was going to be. I was like, oh, I was just adding this down for the, for the sake of adding it on. As soon as I saw those paintings, I knew exactly what I was going to do with them on Friday because they align so well with some of the music. With, with what I've been trying to do for, well, since Brave Confusion in 2013, I always used to say that what I'm trying to work at when I'm on stage is a ritual. And for a long time, I was like, oh, I'm not, it's not, yeah, there are shows where, you know, you sort of get swept away, but uh, it's not the thing. Something has happened this year where time starts to warp. And maybe it's because I've learned to let go, I've learned to relax <laughs> in the past 10 years. 
And as that time warps, something else takes over, you know. And when I was talking to Laura, Lady Scully yesterday, she was talking about that as well. That when sometimes when she paints, in the repetition of the painting, and and you know, in 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 the calling of whatever she's calling, in order to help summon up the feeling, the the paintings, she's out of the way, and then something else takes over. And I think that's it. Doesn't happen all the time. It happens very rarely. But when it does, that moment bolsters you for the moment where you feel like giving up feels like future. magic yeah yeah completely and that magic is going to be witnessed on friday night with yeah. the audio and visual elements kind of coming yeah. together in, in this theater. beautiful ritual in the theater in a theater i was going to say i i i i reckon people want that i reckon people mm. want the authenticity of that experience mm. i reckon even I if so. you go to a festival and everyone is jawling and running around and stage to stage and so on and cool it it sort of suits the vibe of coming on and being larger than life and the rock star. But yeah. I think back to sort of the Fred again set at Glastonbury was mm. very intimate and open and he was talking about his feelings and the inspirations for the songs mm. and then the mood sort of carries through the performance. Completely. And I think audiences can get that. So I would absolutely, I could think of nothing better than sitting watching you do three unaccompanied Acapella songs at the end of a gig. Yeah, and that's something I've learned in my 10 years of quote-unquote professional music making is that, okay, I'm going to say it anyway, because I really believe it. I believe that being an artist is a priestly job, right? You're called, you answer the calling, and then you make the work. Sometimes you deviate and you don't listen to the spirits and they go, yeah, what are you doing? And they go, oh, I'm so sorry. And then you get back and you, you, know, you do your thing. But I take it that seriously. Mm-hmm. But then that means that when I get on stage, this is something I've learned, is that I'm in control of what happens in that space. Right? My energy and how I get on stage and deal with it determines how the audience will react. And I've seen this in a lot of European shows <laughs> where musicians get on stage and they sort of have an off, like an offish thing. And then, and, and then they go, ah, oh, you know, audiences in dot, dot, dot are so offish. No, it is you. <laughs> you were rude from the get-go so why would I want to be nice to you when you were rude to me from the get-go whereas I think that if you my, I don't agree with what my mom used to say but I'll use it here but she used to say you command respect and it's it, it's not a big it's it's not violence it's not it's, a, it's not a machismo it's about getting people on your side it, actually in, in some ways it's kind of manipulation <laughs> <laughs> So the show on Friday is also featuring some really cool up-and-coming yes. young talent. Yeah. How important is it for you to nurture that and who can we expect to see? So we have Munei and we have Gemma Fassi and they're both under the old black um, umbrella. You know what? It's important. I... <laughs> I've always been worried about giving advice to anyone. Someone said, give me advice about how to... I'm like, I don't know. I, every day I wake up and I go, mm, I'll try this. You know, I, every day I feel like an amateur. So I really give, give advice. And so if this is kind of nurturing, great, because I don't know what it is. I don't know how to... I, I wouldn't know how to get around it. Someone would, help, would, would have to help me. And maybe it's about... Maybe what this is, is that giving people space... And saying, I see you. Because someone did that for me. You know, when I published my first novel, I only have one at the moment. When I published my novel, um, I did a talk with Dr. Mzek Smda. And I was so hungry for advice. I just wanted him to tell me what to do. <laughs> right? And I said, oh, my, um, can you give me some money? He said, no. You know what you're doing. 
And I was like, well, obviously I don't. I'm asking you for advice. <laughs> he said, you you sat down, you wrote your novel, you published it. It's got good reviews, even if you had bad reviews, but you did it. And me telling you what to do is not going to help you get to where you believe you need to get to. You have to get there yourself. The doors have to be open. Opportunities have to be given, of course. But the work has to come from you. And you have, but, and then there, and there's the access, there's the crux. You have to do the work. Sit down and make the work. When are we going to see you on the screen again? I don't think so. I don't like acting. No. <laughs> oh, my word. So, what did they do? TV, um, TV producer just, a child Ross has just had a little meltdown. Just make beautiful performance, well, I'm, beautiful I, art I, I just came back from directing screen. film. I'm directing now. Oh, um, yeah. oh okay. Yeah, okay. I wasn't... God, I was in Prince Albert. It was like 38 degrees in the desert. It's starring Mam Nandi Nyembe, Mam Treasure Chabalala um, as the parents in, in the film that I've written and directed. So I'm, I'm really, really blessed. I, and I realized as I was there, I thought, I've been in many sets, but uh, and I always thought that, oh, directing is kind of an impossible job. I got in there and I realized, and I, what I, the first thing I understood was I'm supported. I have my team, I have my crew, and I have everyone there to help me realize this project that we all believe in. So I have nothing to worry about. Also, this idea of what, of like there's this version of what a director is doesn't exist. Go there, direct, make your film, and that's really how I that's how I did it. Normally, when I'm set as an actor, call time, say for example, is four, which means you have to wake up at three, right? And I was like, oh god, because the, you're only going to get on set at nine or eight. Yes. So it's the hurry up and wait thing, right? And that used to drive me up the wall. Because I used to think, I could be writing a song right now. <laughs> or I could be taking a nap or writing another, like writing literature, whatever. I could be doing something else. Behind the camera, that time just flew. And I realized, oh, okay, this I love. That's yeah. incredible. So there's another thing that you yeah. can put on this artist extraordinaire, also filmmaker. That is incredible. I love someone taking their own advice. Right? You've just got to do it. And what did you do? You did it. Yeah. And if you fail, whatever that means, then you do it again until you don't fail. It hurts when you fail, though. But then that's life. That is life. Where can we get tickets to see you on Friday? You can get tickets at CompuTicket. Um, and it's at Lyric Theatre, Goldriff City. It starts at 8. Eight o'clock on Friday night. There you go. At the Lyric Nakane in town for a very short period of time. Um, we appreciate you so much. You, you are such a talented, talented person. And I love your output and I love your art and I love your energy. And it's just been it's such a privilege to have you here today. Thank you so much. I When I first came here, because I, I hadn't eaten since the morning, I was like, oh, I'm so sleepy. And I, I, I mean, I, I had a rap before I came here. And as soon as I sat on this, sat here on this desk, I felt... Revitalized. Thank you very much. You've been oh. so kind to me. Nakane on the drive with Robin Ross. Make sure you go and get those tickets. Compu ticket Friday, the 24th of November. Nakane performing at the Lyric Theatre, Goldrich City. Exclusive to Jacaranda FM. It's the drive with Robin Ross. Jacaranda FM.